and whatnot versus actually like buckling down, working hard. And, um, you know, my thought was like, if I want to do well in business, I got to have an internship because that's just what people do. And then I obviously I didn't look for one because like, you know, I just, uh, I just, you know, that's just, been, that's just been here. <laughs> but um, yeah. And so Aaron, she, uh, she went to my, I believe it was my econ class or uh, spring semester at econ. And uh, yeah, she was handing out surveys. I filled it out. Probably didn't remember what she said at all. I just filled it out because it was in front of me. I got a call a few weeks later. And I remember I was actually in the process of potentially doing college works painting. Ah. And yeah, and I made the right choice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for one reason or another, I'm not going to like just, you know, like, you know, like poop on a different company or anything like that. But for one reason or another, I, you know, definitely was, it's not so much that I was like Southwestern over them for sure. I just knew I definitely didn't want to do that. And so that's the door to door, like selling of painting your home. Yeah. The, the, the one thing I didn't really like about it, to be honest, it, it seemed like suspect a little bit was that you were able to be like your own manager and own your own business where you hire your own employees with but prior to getting experience. Like that's the difference is like as a first year, you have to like do it. You just have to do it. And then you can recruit and team build because you have the experience. You can go into college works painting with no experience whatsoever and be like, I'm going to hire people to work yeah. under me. And that's just that that concept doesn't make sense to me. Right. And so it is that's like probably the biggest flag, red flag for me for them. And so it works. Yeah. The big green flag was I'm going to go follow this this, you know, person who made a lot of money selling books to her yeah. people and like she's you know like sharp and funny and kind of intense confident she, she inspires a lot of people you know and yeah you know her and you're at her house right now right yeah yeah that's right that's actually where i'm at yeah so um for for those who don't know again ben he's um he's working with southwestern the, the marketing department so he's living there in nashville tennessee mm -hmm. and uh, aaron is uh, a sales manager for td and so I'm guessing she lives there and, you know, not too far away from your place, but yeah, yeah, that's fun. So it, it was cool to like, you know, learn from her and you're just like, okay, you know, I want to follow this. And so you wound up going out that first summer, right? You were mm -hmm. going, uh, you finished up your freshman year. Um, where did you wind up going for that first summer? Where did you knock on doors? Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. And then I'll, I'll explain this as I kind of go, uh, as we go through this, but I've been, I, there's uh, to all the folks who are selling books, you should know that there is no such thing as perfect turf. Let's just call it that right on the front end. It all sucks. But, right? <laughs> yeah, it all, yeah, it's all bad. No, 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 no. I was no, I honestly like to think that I've been extraordinarily blessed with my Southwestern experience because I got a chance to sell in eight different states, eight different summers. Nice. So, so I don't know how many people can say that. Furthermore, I sold uh, this, this specific summer um, I sold in West Virginia, right on the Potomac river. So cool. that was like part of my turf. This is, I sold in the panhandle. Yeah. So that's like uh, the, the little, like, if you look at the state, you understand what I'm saying. It's like the, pan, it's the panhandle. Right. Yeah. It's like the, where the thumb is at. That's basically, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like right in the thumb. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and um, yeah, no. And so my Northern border was uh, essentially a river that divided Ohio from West Virginia. Cool. Um, my, uh, and my Southern, my Western, my Eastern border was Maryland. And then my Southern border was an interstate, but basically so that doesn't not that fun but it was beautiful oh man beautiful out there in west virginia and when i heard that we were going there i was just super excited because it's like they the slogan for the state is wild wonderful west virginia and there's a reason so take me home country roads right oh my oh you were like in mountains 
Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I've spent a little bit of time in West Virginia where I learned that this is the shape of West Virginia. This is, yeah, this is sure. Yeah. So this is how they explain their state, right? Not, yeah. not to offend anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful state. And so it's, it's kind of known for being a little more podunk, right? Mountain folk and, you know, coal industry and, you know, that whole deal. What, like, how did that first summer go? Did, what, did it surprise you in any way that was kind of like, you know, unpleasant or was it just total like oh my gosh this is crazy and you were like selling books left and right you know yeah no well yeah so i don't know i i would say that like i honestly for my own uh, this is just for my own fault i i had like a sort of like a mediocre like sort of average finish to my summer just and that's the reason why i came back because i knew it could do better but um no it was it was it was awesome i loved it i i loved the the people out there i never met coal people i never met coal people but i met river people and mountain people Oh. That I met. That was that, 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 that was interesting. And they are two different kinds of folk, that's for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, no, it, it was just a lot of fun. I, I I found myself, I think, a little bit more mentally off schedule that summer, to be honest. I knew that I, I could do better. It, the sting of it, just to kind of give folks like, just to give you all like an idea, I would have finished like, I, I finished like just after the last person in the Superstar book. Dude, that's funny. Me too. <laughs> oh, it's it hurts. It that hurts, you know. And it's like she was from my campus too. Shout out to Devin Nako. She was 150 in the superstar book and sold like 80 units more than me. So yeah. I was somewhere in the 150s or 160s or something. Not fun. It was yeah, no. And so yeah, it was uh it was a very, very fun summer. Very, very fun summer. I loved where we live. That's actually what I want to talk about is exactly where my HQ was. This is like my story from my first summer. Yes. Um, so this is, yeah, so it all has to do with this. this is like where we start now. Um, we, you know, on the way to West Virginia from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, we, uh, it was a, one of those, you know, occurrences happens all the time where like, you know, HQ, the headquarters that we lived in, uh, host, host family's house wasn't able, we weren't able to live there because of a family emergency. So, you know, back in our day when we were like way younger and all that, it was acceptable to for uh, for kids to actually to knock on doors to look for HQs. Like that was just the thing. Wait, they don't and do that anymore? In the business? No, they don't. Yeah. Okay. No, they don't do it anymore. No, no, no. Oh. It's not a thing. And, and there's good and there's, and there's merit in that for sure. But honestly, I didn't I didn't mind it. It made me feel like I can just get those like get those like approach, like the fear of approaching. I get get that out of the way early. And also at the same time, I could choose where I wanted to, like where I wanted to knock. Yeah, right. so I'm going to the mansions. You know what I mean? Like I was like knocking on big brick, trying to find an HQ. Cause I'm like, well, if I'm going to live somewhere, I want to, I want to go big. Right. Um, that didn't work out. That didn't work out. But we, uh, so then, um, I was, uh, I was instructed to go to a church to, to, you know, to do like a church announcement, which is something that's fairly common still, which is, it's a, it's a good idea. Yep. Um, I've never been to a church before. So this is my first time ever going to church. Catholic. That was cool. Christian church, you, you black up, church. Jewish. I went, I went to, I went to an all black church as my first church experience ever. And it was awesome. It was awesome. It was exactly what I expected it to be. And it was like, it like, I just soaked it all in. It was just like exactly what I wanted it to be. Just like, it was awesome. So lively. Just like, I'm like in it. I'm like, I choose this one. You know what I mean? Like I choose, I choose this Jesus. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a great time. Um, honestly, no, I had a great time. And you know, I did the announcement that didn't work out, but our OL, he did a church announcement too, and he was able to get us an HQ with Irene Holiday. Irene Holiday is a local real estate agent in Martinsburg County. So if you're looking for a house in Martinsburg, no, no, I'm just kidding. But Irene, she, her, uh, she married into the family that's been around since like basically America was founded. The HQ that we lived in was based, I, I would, I would 
share, I would have shared with you a picture if I still had it, but it was like exactly like Forrest Gump's house. Yeah. Wow. For real. For, for a couple of different reasons. Yeah. It was just like, it was that kind of style, uh, plantation style home. In fact, it's so old that it housed both sides of the civil war. Right. Okay. Now, so it's one of those. Now, um, the, the terrain of the, uh, to preface the story, I have to explain also like like how far back in the country she lived. You had to go through like every kind of terrain, excluding uh, except for like you know Arct Arctic desert and you know desert like rivers, gravel like hills, beautiful wheat fields and all that. And then you are, um, and then you get there. Yeah, exactly, literally exactly like that. In fact, she had no. This is like spot on because. The other room, so me and four of the guys, me and three other guys lived in one of the rooms. And then the other uh, rooms were rented out to like transient workers that work in DC for government because it's yeah. like a 45 minute drive. And so it was kind of cool. It was like, I was kind of like in and out. We were always out of the house early, came back late. So it didn't really matter. We didn't really meet. We didn't really, we only met people like once, but, and everyone seemed really cool, but it was exactly like that style. Exactly. That's cool. So, that's a huge home. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was really, really cool. Uh, it was really fun. And it was just like, I don't know. I The idea, because it was, and now we didn't have like the house to ourselves. Remember, we had like really a room and like maybe a little bit of kitchen. But the yeah. the thing about HQs, I don't know. In my experience, I've always tried to find the most like plush situations for first years just because, you know, it's like you got to watch out for your people in your org. But for me personally, I love like the nitty grittiness, like the summer camp feel of like living in an HQ, four dudes sharing bunk beds and like, uh, you know what I mean? Like that whole thing. It's just like, it felt like, so, you know what I mean? Like, it's like summer camp. I do know what you mean. And, I lived it. I love it too. It's like, right. You know, and, but, but some people are just like, no, I want like the space and all that. I'm like, dude, screw all that. Like, I want to be, I want to be like, just like in the moment, like, you know, like Sergeant in the trenches, like, you know what I mean? Like that whole vibe. Anyway, um, one of my roommates, Hope Adam, he... He was like, uh, Aaron had recruited him and he was uh, outside of the book field by sheer coincidence, kind of like a friend of a friend within our circle of friends at, on campus. And so like when I saw him at the production seminar, I was like, oh, dude, no shit. Like you're here. Okay, dope. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. And we ended up living together and he was a walker. And man, he was like, I, I, I hope Hope is listening to this because I'm going to call him out a little bit just because we go way back. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I, and I love him to death and I'm glad he actually made enough money to uh, buy his own car, which is dope. That was awesome. Yeah. I was like, when I saw him on campus with like a big old SUV, I'm like, makes <laughs> sense. The, like, of course, like if you're going to go do it, do go big. Right. But um, every time I pick him up, first of all, 40 minutes out of the way, for sure, like out of the way. And then 40 minutes out of the way back to the HQ. It's always like he, he would come back with like a different bike. Like he'd always have like, he almost always, he'd have like two bikes on hand. Yeah. And I'm like, and so luckily I had a forerunner at the time and I was able to like actually bring it back. Yeah. We had this like pile of bikes outside the house, like 12, 15 bikes, like just pile. And then at some point I'm like, dude, this has got to end. Like we've have to stop doing this. Like it's just, it's got to stop. That's and um, yeah, no, it was no good. That was, uh, it was, so we just had this mountain of bikes that he never used. It was just like the one. And uh, I was just like, why are you doing this? And so I remember one night in particular, he uh, he leaves his order pad on top of the car. Now, for the new kids, the new generation of booksellers, back in our day, yeah, right. This is one of those. We we had no choice but to use the order pad. Now it's like in case of emergencies. Back right. then, it was like that's what you do. In fact, that, that's yep. that was for summer, right? Yep, 2013. That's exactly yeah. And we um, 
And yeah, so it's like, right. And the, uh, and we had to actually like tear out the remittance forms and send them back to the company <laughs> of that whole thing. I, yeah. I'm so glad that they moved away from that because I was struggle busting with my accounting Dude. on all my numbers. Oh man, are you kidding? The uh, we didn't have an e bar. You remember how y- y'all know about the e bar? We had a, a a written bar that we had to fill out a business activity report on paper. Mm-hmm. numbers never matched up by the way i was like thousands of dollars off and i'm like dude i'm gonna die dude i i, I misaccounted for like 1800 bucks my first summer so i didn't i it's had like, like a super small check compared to what i thought it was gonna be it's like no that bar was just a crisis thank god for technology and moving to an electronic system that like does it for you right. it's like anyway the um and thankfully that was the last year doing it actually i thought about as punishment for kids being like uh just like annoying uh, during sunday meetings i was gonna have them fill out paper vars i couldn't find any though uh but anywho so hope leaves his order pad um you know on the roof of the car when i pick him up i'm driving it we were driving back we finally make it back home it's like 11 30 i'm doing stack hall with aaron on the phone and she overhears hope say like you know like is like oh crap i forgot my i forgot the order pad we have to go back because he didn't have a driver's license, she very specifically said, Ben, do not let him drive your car alone back to get it. So I want to be clear. That's exactly what she said. And I said, okay. And what do you think I did? You did it anyway. And so- I did it anyway. Cause I'm like, dude, screw that. I'm not going to get back here like one in the morning. So I give him the car expressed deep concern for him to be very careful. Um, and then on the way back, he, uh, he calls me at like one 30 in the morning saying that he has a flat tire on the way back up to the HQ, like on the gravel road up to the HQ. And it's like the, the, the gravel road's probably like, it's got some turns, like a quarter mile or so. Um, the reason why he got the flat tire though, is cause he's seen me do like power slides and stuff like that. Like this fishtailing, like, yeah, I'm cool. You know, like driving, he tries doing it, having no driving experience, pops the tire and then proceeds to drive on that on the gravel road, bending the rim, all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, uh, there's a lot more words that I used, but very nice. Very, I'm just gonna say this politely now. I asked to stop. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and so, and just describing it. That's crazy. Yeah, and then, and then, uh, and that's, and luckily, now, call it luck, call it not, but that part where IRHQ was was actually the last bit of my turf. Okay. Coincidentally, my HQ was in my turf. Sometimes that happens. Right. And I was a bike. Uh, I, I was on. I was a biker. Luckily, we had a pile of bikes. <laughs> like, honestly. And so I, I biked the countryside. Um, and that was probably if I put in, if we're talking about like real physical effort, that's the hardest I've ever worked. Wow. I mean, but it was amazing. Abs must have been made of freaking pure steel, man. Not even. No, 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 no. Not, not abs. For sure. No, no I, I would say cat, your calves, like your. Oh, your- my calves. Oh, probably. Yeah. No, I feel like I have uh, because my third summer I was a walker too, like right. a walker for the entire summer. I feel like I just have leg strength that's forever there. Like it's just one of those. It's just forever built. It's not. It's not good, but it's just kind of there. I've, I've now, done one or two weeks of walking, and you know, it's just like, ugh, being on your feet yeah. all day every day. It's crazy. It's yeah, like 10, 15 miles a week. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's intensive, but anyway, it was uh, uh, honestly, no, I, I really appreciate that experience though, to be honest, because like I come from as now folks could argue, but I think there's a very good argument to be made about Arizona sunsets. You know, this very well in in right now in Tempe. And it's just like out of all the States I've ever lived in. It's this one. It's always, everyone says that people move out there for this reason, because, and for folks that don't know who've never been, it's because the dust, when the, the way the dust sits in the air, it, uh, it creates discoloration. So it creates like kind of like a rainbow effect mm-hmm. uh, in, in the sky. And it's just like, it's just out of this world. And I remember biking through the countryside 
And uh, this is the only sentimental time I'll be like in this call because I want to share some really funny stuff. <laughs> but but there was nothing else like it where I got to like where I was biking in the country and there was like wheat fields and it was sunsetting and then the fireflies were like lighting up. Oh, oh, that was real. That was real. So like that made the that made it the entire day worth it to be honest. So that also was, got a lot cooler. Sunset, but... that, that was a West Virginia sunset. Right? That was in West Virginia. And that was my West Virginia summer. Gosh, man. Yeah, and I, I love the sun. That's what I work with in solar, but that that yeah. aside. Yeah. Um, I, real quick, you you're, I'm yeah. gonna ask you to share like your second and beyond summers, but we got sure. some, some audience input on specific cool. questions. Yeah, uh, go for it. Angie Quinones, the most loyal fan we have. <laughs> shout out to yeah. um favorite bookfield snack favorite bookfield snack uh it's changed over time yeah. but all time all time favorite if i had to like go on average it would be the uh nature valley bars that are that have chocolate in them yeah okay i like game the, like the peanut ones yeah okay see that's see like there's always a different flavor everyone's got like everyone's got their own but like the dark chocolate chunk one where it's like pure it's just chocolate yeah oh uh, good vibes good one, stuff one one snack one one piece of substance that like changed my summer and there's different thoughts of yes yeah, without a doubt was the uh was um the v8 energy drinks oh <laughs> dude no 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 okay so here's here's my thing i i, I appreciate where you're coming from because you actually chose health i chose the toxic nuclear waste byproduct energy drinks energy packets from walmart yeah the ones that are like 50 cents yeah yeah that, in fact, it would stop hitting me at a point where I would actually have to like just shoot the powder straight, just to, like feel something. Yeah, yeah it's it's not good. No, I'm now a, no, but I'm a huge proponent, and I thank Christian Debay for this. But he got me on Zip Fizz from Costco. Okay, Zip Fizz, it's 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 life changing. I'm like I'm a Zip Fizz guy now. You know, like that's just what it is. I, I use Rain energy drinks, but that's a okay. 300 milligram coffee can. Or yep, yeah. And I just literally drink a third to half at most. And that gets me going for the whole day. You're just like, yeah. Anyway, well, that's, uh, that's, that's one question. The other question, and perhaps this is going to be um, a question that you answer over time, but like, what's a fam favorite roommate prank that you did? Oh, okay. 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 Um, no, none of my other stories are true. Actually, wait, let me look at my list. I didn't actually write notes. I just wrote a list. Uh, okay. So my favorite roommate prank, um, favorite roommate prank. That's a good one. Uh, well, it wasn't so much. Okay. So I, I, the thing that comes to my head immediately is uh, I'm sure there were many pranks. I'm not going to say there weren't, but I, and I'm super serious about that. Cause I'm, that's right up my alley. But the, I, I just remember the thing that comes to mind is my fourth summer when I lived with Andrew Alvarez. Um, and yeah, I lived with Andrew Alvarez. He had the bottom bunk at the top bunk racing for the shower and I did like a John Cena wrestling move to take him down so I could beat him to the shower. <laughs> oh, I I'm yeah. I get like a really hardcore about it. Like I'll, I'll flip people. I'll just, I throw bows like, cause I, I take it as like a, if I don't make it like I'm going to have a good day. Cause I make it to the shower. You know what I mean? It's like right. one of those things. And so, and so I'm like, you know, like I threw a little WWE his way. Um, I also remember living with someone my second summer so that we can transition to that. Um, and I just did like, as they were getting up, Oh yeah. As I was getting up, like we had some like uh, four mattresses. I did like a hop over one person, hop over another person and shoved someone down while they're trying to get back up. And I hopped over them to make it to the shower. All one seamless movement. It was like something that you could film and put like in an action movie. Just bam, bam, <laughs> and, like, I, like swatted him down. 
That's oh man, that was funny. And then they got really pissed at me. I had to like apologize later, but it was still worth it. But <laughs> <laughs> and then you you know had a good summer or whatever. Hopefully, yeah. And then, then you had a good summer. That second summer, where was yeah. it? What's the, the key story you like to share from that one? North Carolina. That was my second summer. North Carolina, yep. over in uh, over in Lincoln County. Yeah. And uh, Lincoln County, North Carolina, by the way, show ha- shares a very a lot of significance because that was my second summer. And where I, I, I'd grown in units that summer, I didn't do much to prepare, which is why I didn't grow, grow too much. Like it was one of those things where like, simply because I did the first summer, you naturally grow your second summer. But I, you know what I mean? But I, I could have done way more to prepare. And then that's just on me. No, but it was Aaron's second summer. Aaron's second summer, she sold there as well. And she had a killer summer. And then Alex Berman, yeah, she's a current book girl. She sold there her, her second summer. And she had an amazing summer there too, in the same county, by the way, as me. Nice. We sold in Lincoln County, North Carolina, like bam, 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 just like second <laughs> summer. So like talk about like even the same names and like the same turf going that like. I oh saw- no, I, I could no. We, me and Alex, in different summers, we I think Alex did actually was successfully able to after like six years of past Aaron being there, but Aaron destroyed that turf so much that like I would try to like even go on the edges of it. And people knew her and bought everything. Like, I just couldn't. Like, there's nothing to upsell. I'm like, because their kids are too young for SATs. And I'm like, <laughs> and that was before I knew that a cookbook existed. So, was, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So it was just one of those, it was untouchable. But I basically, I was like everywhere else. And um, there's a lesson here. So the story also has a lesson. And the lesson is this, that depending on the type of signage at a person's house, will let you know whether you should definitely knock on their door or definitely not. <laughs> okay. So like, I'll give an example. That's, that's fairly obvious when you, I'm not going to push for folks to knock on do not solicitor doors. I'm not going to do that. However, sometimes previous owners leave them there and they forget about them. You know what I mean? Just like little things like that. So you never know. I've had my third story actually attributes to a no soliciting house that I didn't even notice the sign. Cause it's like one of those wooden carving ones on the side of the house, not like a real, like on the door. And I noticed it after I left. Anyway, the, 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 the type of sign that you cannot and do not knock on is where they have like, it's like freshly painted and there's an ordinance code to like the knocking law or whatever. And I'm like, but you know, stupid Ben tried it anyway. And the guy did not like me for that. That was a bad idea. Yeah. The type, the type of sign that you, the type of house that you do knock on with signs is when they have like a trillion different, like joking, like survivors will be shot again. And like, that's, that's, that's where you want to go first, right off the bat. Like that's where I'm going, like for sure. Right. Yeah. Humorous people. And yep. And they're like, that's like my kind of like the good people, good people are weird people. It's just the way it goes (laughs) now. um, Anyway. So I remember knocking on the door. I, I saw the signs. I'm like, I'm obviously knocking. And uh, this dude, this guy answers kind of like, you know, like middle-aged dude, whatever. He actually ended up being like, the mom was the one with the kids. He was just like the boyfriend. You know what I mean? Um, I'll tell you his name in just a second, just to add you more flair. But he told me to come back later. Didn't really introduce me his name. I came back. uh, You know, mom sits down with me because she knew who I was because he told her to stop by. And uh, his name is Gator. So that was his name. His name is Gator. And he is, uh, yep, yep, Gator. I'm like, okay, that, I'm like, this is going to be a great day. And he was, um, what is it? He was in a motorcycle group. He like, he told me things that he probably shouldn't tell people. Like he was in a motorcycle, uh, like motor club, kind of like sons of anarchy style okay. where businesses will hire him to like basically be vigilantes. And I'm like, you shouldn't tell that to just a person you just met, but okay. Like we, life goes on. And 
uh, and we go through the presentation. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't the story. We go through the presentation and you know, they get some books. It was just like an explore and learn set, like nothing super crazy. And then at the very end, like we're becoming all buddy buddy at this point. And he's like, I got to show you my vipers. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, okay. Like, like I'm thinking snakes. I'm thinking snakes. He runs out super quick, like all giddy and excited, like some eight year old on Christmas morning. You know what I mean? And yeah. it comes back with these bobcat house hat, house cat breeds. Yeah. Yeah, I had that face too. I was just like, okay. The basically what happened, this his house cat, or their house cat went into a forest where there was a known bobcat mountain lion creature that was there, came back pregnant, let's just call it that, yeah. and uh gave him a litter of these uh, of these vipers, as he called them. Oh. These things, yeah, super cool. These things are gnarly. Uh they have the bobtails, they have like huge ears, extremely like hardcore claws fangs that are like basically twice as long as like regular house cats the thing growled it didn't meow it growled and uh it was really cool he he um what is that he he offered to give me one but the one i wanted belonged to the daughter yeah so and and the thing i really liked about these animals was what and the reason why like it hit me like i'm totally getting one is because he said that they're really intelligent where the more domesticated it gets, the more, uh, the, sorry, the more social you are with it, the more domesticated it becomes, the less time you spend with it, the wilder it gets. Right. And I'm like, like right up, I like, I like weird, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is right up my alley. The one I wanted though, which was the wilder one, uh, I, I wasn't able to actually receive eventually. They, they told me just because it belonged to the daughter. So uh, and the, the, the really docile chill one, uh, I actually was able to get for another book kid who you might know, his name is Ben Barton. That name sounds familiar. Dude, yeah. that's Bob. That's Bob. 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 Dude, I yep. love Bob. I love Ben. Ben's a good friend. I lived in Colorado. Yep. Hung out with Ben and Bob quite a bit. This Bob time. is the Bob is the cat that I got him. Bob that's is the cat awesome. that I got him. Dude, I didn't know that. I actually, to be honest, I, and if he's listening to this, I'm gonna call him out too. I, I called him out years ago, so I'm not like talking behind his back. <laughs> I told him this to his face. I'm really disappointed that he named it Bob. Yeah, to very, be honest, very unoriginal, right? <laughs> very, I was just like, I was like, you had such a good chance to come up with this badass name. If I had it, because as a female cat, I would have called it Roxy, which I thought was a great name for like a wild sort of, you know what I mean? But no, Bob the Bobcat, yeah. I, Here, I say, he did a great job of raising Bob. I was, yeah. um, that's the, he loves that thing. He loves that thing. I've gotten the most Snapchats of like in all in all of history. Like, I love Bob. That's that's awesome to know his origin story. I actually think that Ben may have told me that and was like, yeah, I got it from Ben Bressler. And it just didn't sit that way. But like hearing it from your side, that's the awesome. connections like, yeah, he's a viper. So, <laughs> but the vipers, yeah, I was just like when he when he said like it was just like you leave that you have something like that happen. And actually, there's a before because this is all leading up to my fourth story, too, by the way, because this is where this lesson really set in. But when um, this is to all the I hope there's those kids listening to this that are going to like uh, like going to the summer. But. A story is good when something crazy happens and you're on schedule, by the way, but like something crazy happens. A story is inc- is awesome when something great happens, like weird happens like that. And then they buy from you. Yeah. Right. And then, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like there's a, di- there's a, there's a margin of difference, but the difference is huge. And so, you know, and so it, you leave a house like that and you're like, how do I even go on the rest of my day? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, like, what am I going to do? Um, so yeah, so there's uh, so that was my second summer now third summer i was in no uh, i was in texas so i sold in the the fort worth area of texas why uh because i got into a car accident my second summer it was my fault um everyone's okay thankfully 
and I was a walker that summer. And uh, so I walked in the Fort Worth area and that was Kurt, intense, but understand because I actually just made a quick pick stop in yeah. Fort Worth recently. It's a very, very dense metro area. Dallas yeah. Fort Worth is like the fourth largest metro area yep. in the country behind LA, Chicago, and New York or something like that. And uh, yeah, so you probably or did you, some people was like all of the rest of your HQ walkers or how no, 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 no. We I lived with did, did you ever meet Eric Hampton? Yes. Eric Hampton was my roommate. Um, and then also two first years. Well, yeah, sorry. So me and another uh, rookie, me and a rookie were uh, walkers, Joe Pettit. And then uh, there was a kid named Dominic who was recruited by Heather Fisk. And he was, he had a car. He had like this like sports car. I'm just like, you know how that goes. It's not a good idea. Yeah. Don't bring a sports car out to the book field. And, uh, and then there's Eric Hampton. So we had a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun. A uh, fun fact about that HQ, we lived with Marsha Blackburn's brother-in-law. Mm. Marsha Blackburn, that, congresswoman from Tennessee. And first woman to sell books. The first woman? I didn't know that. Now, if she's on this call, I and, and I'm like, in the in the 0.1% chance that I'm wrong, I'm yeah. sorry. But as long as I've known it, I knew that to be true. And I, I still think it's true. First woman congresswoman. And like, she is. And she is first uh, first woman senator of Tennessee. Oh, senator. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. first woman center of Tennessee. Cool. And uh, we actually, so uh, fun stuff about that, about that summer. We, uh, what is it? We, so Don, as we all had nicknames, uh, my nickname was uh, Bonesaw because of. Bonesaw. Bonesaw, yeah. Is ready. Yeah, yeah, from, from Spider-Man 1. I'm glad you caught that. The best Spider-Man, by the way, with Tobey Maguire, irrefutably, Tobey Maguire is the right Spider-Man. For folks that are on this call that don't agree, then there's just, you have to, yeah. Um, and then, uh, what is it? For some reason, Eric was lizard face. Joe, we had like a trillion different nicknames for us, ranging from sloppy Joe to eventually like Kim Slim Jim, Slim Jim. Then we call him King Jung. You know, it just got weird. It just got really, really weird. I forget what Dominic's was, but the, but Don Blackburn, we called him the Don and our, and our HQ was known as the Thunderdome. So that was really cool. The mad now, stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, was just, it just seemed like, it was like a cool name. Uh, but the but the story that I have from that summer, it was uh, that summer was exactly what I needed to grow as a person. I'll, I'm just gonna put it like that. I wish I could tell you that that was the summer I really blew up, but it wasn't. In fact, that I, I rationalized a lot that summer why I was gonna have a bad summer because like I was playing the comparison game that everyone had car, all the other student leaders had cars. I was the only one. All of TD was selling in in um, in uh, what is it in te- in Texas that year. So I'm thinking, woe is me. Um, and it was the only time I really actually wanted to quit, but, you know, through a lot of patience from Aaron Schaefer, Aaron and Matt, Matt Ross, that is the other DSL uh, of total domination. You know, I, 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 I stuck through it. I, I coached myself out of situations and all that kind of stuff. And I ended up learning a lot more. Like there was a lot of growth. I, cause I was just kind of like reckless and very childlike in my younger days. You know what I mean? But like, I, I think I went through the what, what the Buddhists would call uh, enlightenment through suffering yeah. sort of path. Yeah. And I, and that, and that's not something that'll be normal for every person summer, but it's exactly what I needed for my growth. You know what I mean? And it's anyway, a, what was that? It was a mirror to like, Hey, this is who you really are, bro. You need to like grow up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, and I'm super, and I'll always be thankful for that summer without a doubt. It was like that kind of summer. It was that summer 
Matt, I remember going going into my uh, going to checkout when I had my meeting with him. He thought it was he said this before, like he thought I was going to quit right then and there, just like not come back. And he didn't expect me to come back and like blast in through the door, and be like, I'm selling five thousand units this next summer. Like it's going to happen. And then I almost did. I sold like forty eight hundred. So going from like fourteen hundred to forty eight hundred. By the way, this is like one of those. So. Yeah, exactly. So there was something that clicked with me that summer. And it was basically just me like breaking through my glass ceiling of being a shit dog. So, so that's what it was. Now the story though, goes like this. So it was towards the like latter half of my summer where I, uh, you know, I was in this specific case, I was in like upper scale neighborhood. Um, and it was just, I, I was kind of like down in the dumps going into it, you know, just whiny, mopey Ben at that point. And, and, you know, so it was, it was a hard, that upcoming week, by the way, was a hard week for me, just being point blank. It just was, there were great weeks. There's bad weeks. This was a mopey week. And I remember at the beginning of that week though, there was a kid who was like mowing his lawn uh, at, at someone's house. And I'm like, oh, but you know, no, nobody was home. So I, I just knew not to stop by at that time. Cause it was like during the daytime. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to catch up with that family when I get the chance to. Now, for those who are walkers, you know that like to operate logistically, you can't just like use a car to like zoom around to appointments or anything. When you go forward, you have to work your way back. It's the most efficient way. Yeah. And like the best prospect is the next closest prospect. It's like exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you don't really have like a choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I never ended up, yeah. ended up saying that I, um, I never got a chance to actually see this kid. So at all. And I totally forgot about him too, by the way, fast forward to the end of the week. It's Saturday. I, I, I remember as so I'm in the street, kind of like, um, you know, it's like in this neighborhood and there's uh, and I see this house in front of me and I see like a dad figure with a big straw hat and like in a kid. And I'm like, sweet. And I look down just to like focus on my bag for some reason or whatever. And then I look up, they're gone. So I'm like, all right, like, okay, they probably went into the house, whatever. So I go, so I go to the house and knock on the door this, uh, this, uh, what is it? This guy is just like barreling down the stairs, half dressed. He's like, give me a minute, give me a minute, give me a minute. And, he, and I was like, okay. He like puts on some clothes, like super quick, opens the door, lets me in immediately without my approach or anything and starts giving me a tour of his house, like showing me like the walls and things like that. And he's just like, he was showing me his backyard. And like, and I asked him and I told him this very politely with a very proper tone. I was like, who do you think I am? <laughs> just like just who do you like what's your percent and so he thought it was the cable guy he thought it was, he thought it was the cable guy <laughs> and i was like no nah, bro like dude okay so i gave him like my approach inside the house and he's like oh let me get my wife that's funny. so wife comes down the stairs um and oh by the way at this time i had i lost my voice so she was a uh, so she was a rep for doTERRA the nu nutritional supplement yeah. and so she actually fixed my voice because of her supplements yeah so that was great and we had this awesome sit down she uh, she gets uh, her daughter who's a uh, eighth grade or no junior and her son is a ninth grader and it was the same kid that I saw mowing the yard on Monday. I was just like, dude, I was gonna catch up with you. He's like, I live here. I'm like, what are you doing there? He's like, I'm just like, it's my side hustle. I'm like, it was crazy. We were just like going crazy. Parents are like excited but like confused. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Anyway, she ends up getting uh, a four core set with a CEA paid in full 900 bucks. First time I ever saw that much cash on a check written out, paid in full like that. That's fun. That was a fun customers. That was a fun customer. Yeah. And the dad's an airline pilot too, by the way. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Like he's like, and he's so cool. The dad was so cool. Anyway, and then I leave the house and then on the side, it said no soliciting. And I was like, no shit. 
I'm like, there is a lesson to be learned here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. And ironically, it wasn't even the fact, it's not even the fact that, you know, if you see the sign, knock on it anyway, that's not even the lesson. It's the fact that I didn't even know that it existed. You know what I mean? Because if I had seen it, what? Don't, don't go looking for reasons not to just be, be like setting yourself for reasons why you should knock on a door, why you should try and approach, why you should try and serve. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I just had a lot of fun. And then it was like, uh, and like my point being exactly. So like, if I had seen that no soliciting little like carving, then I, I would have probably still knocked because I was like in front of the door and I'm not going to, I'm not going to not do it, but I would have had a different like energy. You know what I mean? And so that was my, uh, that was my third summer. That was, and um, it was, it was a good summer. I had a lot of fun, but uh, it wasn't the summer. The, the fourth summer is the big summer. So, so get to get clear, I want to mix the detail here. You were saying that that's like around the 1400, then the fourth summer was the 4,800 or that's correct. That's correct. Let's talk about that fourth. summer. So let's, let's it was was also in Texas. So I sold, so like the eight summers, eight different States thing. I sold in one state, three summers and in three States in one summer. So just the plot twist there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that very unique, right? We'll, we'll talk about that too, by the way. Anyway, yeah. so it's a specific question that yes, you either please. answer right off the cuff or you could save it for the end. And what's sure, your... go, yeah, go for it. Go for it. What's the question? Favorite state to have sold. Favorite state. Okay. Um, I would say that, okay, well, there's two different states I have for two different reasons. Okay. Texas is my favorite state to sell in because it's the best country in the world. It is like just in terms of like, I don't know, bigger bigger better in texas is a real vibe and it was something that like i maybe it's the spirit of texas maybe just the people i don't know what it is but i love selling in texas period now the weirdest state by far i've ever sold in by far was arizona oh so you sold in your home state my seventh summer with vic olas and and where like uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that seventh yeah session. oh we'll get there yeah trust I'm me it's part of the story in Arizona so more on that later yeah yeah oh yeah 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 we'll oh, we'll dive into that no so um this is the this is the summer of the infamous or famous flamethrower story fourth by the way fourth summer that that turf by the way when I, my fourth summer was amazing it was I sold right I lived in Victoria Texas and mm-hmm. I sold right on the Gulf of Mexico cool. So I was like literally on the Gulf, like feet in the water, Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. It was be- amazing. It reminded me a lot of California, to be honest. Okay. I'm sorry. The sunrise. Oh, sorry. Every day. Yeah. No, it was. It was. So the reason why sometimes what happens is like, it, it like I see the mouth moving, but sometimes like the, the volume doesn't register or something. So that's why I'm like. Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom is like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So just so you know, so if I'm like, look, I'll like, it's, that's the reason why. The, so I remember, okay. So the flamethrower story goes like this. Now at this point in my summer, this happened about third week. So very symbolic there, but um, I was actually doing at a good start. In fact, I actually attribute my success in Southwestern single-handedly in this one very defining moment with Matt Ross. And he didn't even intend on doing this. So I, yeah. So I, so I did a lot of prep work, like that's that the, 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 the semester prior and like the year prior to that was a huge, Ben is going to get his shit together and start adulting, uh, semester in many different ways, in ways that it's not like super intense. For instance, I learned how to finally balance like my Southwestern world with like my Tucson friends with my college, but you know, 
I was able to, I finally learned how to, it's hard. You know what I mean? I learned how to, I, I got a job. I actually, in, I, I, I made everything about selling 5,000 units, hitting person of the year, you know, but a, gro a growth and sizzler, all that stuff. Like I made it about that. Everything I did, I, I allowed myself to not, well, I shouldn't say a lot. I specifically like just balanced doing work, then partying to blow off steam. Very, very like on schedule. And I made all of those things the reason why. Does that make sense? Like I used to be the kind of like party animal, whatever. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to like earn it now. And so it was like my, my, my reward for working hard. And it was, and you know, it, and it was worth it. I, um, I started getting good grades, like really good grades for the first time ever, which is good in a major that I loved. I, I actually switched out of retail or the side of the marketing major because I knew I wasn't going to get into Eller because it's uh, my GPA was too low. So I switched over to the next best thing and it happened to be the best choice in school I ever made, which is the retailing program, which also Alex Berman was in as well. Interestingly enough, we also share the fact that we went to the same high school. Also interesting. Nice. So really, really funny. Anywho. Um, yeah. So just like, it was a big growth summer. Anyway, my, my, my brother actually asked me who was a uh, graduating senior in high school, wanted to sell books with me. So I'm like, I got a person on my team. Like, you know, like, momentum was built. And I remember going to that first week and, you know, your first week is just like every DSL knows that like that first week, it's just like shit hitting the fan. Like whatever happens, happens because it's just, it's, yeah, it's just like, it's your first week. You know what I mean? Like stats are going to be all over the place, whatever. So I remember finishing that week and, um, but I was extremely down on myself because I thought I did way worse than I actually did. Um, I, I did, I, I was like, you know, I thought at the end of that week, literally at that Sunday meeting, head and uh, like tail between my legs thinking, oh man, Justin, it's going to be just like last time. It literally was my thought. And then I'm walking back to my car and Matt, like no PC, no nothing. I just walk back to my car. He's like, he's actually talking to like Christian or someone. Um, and he, he, and he calls me and he's like, Ben, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, what's up? He's just like, dude, congratulations. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, that's the best start you've ever had. <laughs> And the, and the truth is it was, like, it yeah. actually was the best start. And, uh, and, it, and it, if I didn't know that, if I didn't realize that, then I would have like been like, it would have been hopeless summer. Yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and what that inspired me was to have eight best weeks in a row followed by wow. a, a down. Yeah. Followed by a, 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 like an off week. And then again, another two weeks getting my second bat and all that, all the goodness. That's so like what people should dream of in life. Cause that, that's just like a Oh, that's, uh, you yeah. tell me that makes me like think about having that. And I, yeah. Wow. It's a, it was the most, it's like, there is to have that kind of a summer there, like everything there. I, I mean, I was motivated to do well, almost because I loved when Matt would talk about my, my right would recognize me on stats on boxer, like, right. but the crazy shit that he would say, he's just like, I believe in nothing but death taxes and Ben Bressler hitting units. I'm just like, let's fucking go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just shit like that. I remember I had a day and this isn't the story. And I'll tell you the story in a second. But I remember I had a day where it was like the only zero day I had that summer after 17 sit downs. And I remember sitting in my car and I'm like, well, that was a weird day. All right. And then I, and then like just clear my mind next day, 200 units. Nice. And, and Matt was like, well, it fucking happened. Like I can die happy now. You know, like there's like just crazy shit like that. I almost like, that's what inspired me to do better and better and better that summer. Cause I'm like, I just want to hear that shit all the time. I fucking, I loved it. So here's where the flame store, uh, flamethrower story comes in. Time it was like, here. I got to pull up the picture. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I was gonna say Nick, Nick, wait, let me tell okay. the story first and then pull up the picture. I think I want to build it up. You know what I mean? I want to build it up. Mm -hmm. So 
<laughs> I appreciate the, the enthusiasm. No, the um, I remember so it, I, I kept in my turf, I kept passing through this town called Edna to get to the furthest part of my county and then I was gonna work in. So I kept passing by this house and then eventually I was like, screw it, I'm knocking on the door. Knocked on the door. I noticed by the way, this weird flag on above the door and I'm like, well, now I have a talking point. And so uh, eighth grader answers, tells me her parents are stopping by later. I asked her what the flag's about. She says she is a, uh, what is it, a refugee uh, a person from uh, the country of Burma, or I think it used to be Burma. And she was the part of the Karen people. The Karen people are, are uh, this like minority group in Burma. And uh, thankfully there's like a Christian organization that helped, uh, you know, get these refugees to America. So that's really dope. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I told her I'd swing on by later. Um, and uh, I totally forgot about her all day. Christian organization that helped. Pardon me. Oh. That's all good. I was just like, I was like, that's me. And the, it was just like all, and so all day I, I worked cause I happened in the morning and you know, worker B like nothing. I don't remember anything particularly awesome happening that day. I probably sold some stuff. I met some cool families probably, but there's nothing particular. I'm driving back home and I remember, and like the house is on my way back home and I was like, oh shit. So I flip a Yui super quick on the freeway, pull into the house. It's getting dark. Like, you know, that, that dusk where like, you know, the sun, like the time is going, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's getting nighttime for sure. It's getting dark fast. And I see dad out there with this torch, like, like, you know, like, and like, like the flamethrower burning up this, the, this hog that's on this table, like just singeing it. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I was like, this man, <laughs> wait, 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 what'd you say? This is South Texas, right? Yeah, exactly. It was one of those things. Um, it was one of those things I'm like, or, uh, like I, I didn't think about it like that. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like, after this, after this happened, I was like, all right, well, let's get weird. But um, anyway, and then, and then the daughter, she runs out of the house with like this face paint. And I'm like, and I'm thinking like, okay, like I need to know what's up. By the way, dad speaks no English because he's from like straight from Burma. Like he literally yeah. speaks no English. He, um, so the daughter does all this translating. She tells me that they're preparing like this authentic dish to their culture. I'm like, okay. Um, without even going to my approach or anything, I'm like, dude, can I try that? He's like, go for it. And I'm like, and I'm like torching this thing for like 10 minutes just because it's weird. And I'm like, okay, like I didn't even know I wanted to do this until I saw it. You know what I mean? This is one of those. And she eventually, so we eventually get into this sit down. And this is one of those, like, I, I, in the back of my head, the only thing I was thinking of was like, I am going to make something happen here. It has to, the story is too good. And so I'm sitting on the back of his pickup truck. It's dark. I'm using like a flashlight to demo with the demoing the books and stuff like that. Mosquitoes are biting and they buy some math books. (laughs) And and so, um, and so Nick, Pull up the photo real quick if you can, super oh, please. Yes. Just for everyone's viewing pleasure. Okay. So let me full screen this real quick. Yeah. That's, that's an animal carcass. That's yeah. a flamethrower of sorts. And that's a daughter with face paint on. Yep. I was. There's some math books. Yep. I was upside down. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And then, um, yeah. Though, and that's and and the reason and I be and I like sort of called myself the oh <laughs> there you go there it is that. yep look at that that's a hog that by the way the hog was dead before he started burning it <laughs> so that's kind of a dark joke <laughs> but let's be clear on that propane fire yeah and so so what this is actually so there's a I real I found out later there's a name for this it's called a prickly pear burner it's specifically designed to singe off like the what is it when they're when they're grilling up uh, prickly pear and cactus and stuff. It's meant to like singe off like the thorns and stuff. Wow. So fun fact there. I learned that later in life. 
But um, but when I sat in my car, this is there's a light, there's a lesson to this, and this is how I viewed the rest of my summers onwards. I remember sitting in my car, and my first thought was like, I can't wait to tell Andrew because we live together again. Me and him, me and Andrew Alvarez lived to, on on the book field, off the book field, like together for like a few years. And I remember thinking, I was like, first, I'm like, he'll never believe what just happened. And secondly, was instead of looking for yeses and instead of looking for noes, I want to do, let's stick to why I originally wanted to sell books to begin with, which is to have fun, awesome, crazy stories. So all I did that summer mostly, and all I did forever afterwards is look for weird, funny things to happen. (laughs) Because the truth is... Cause you get exactly what you look for. You know what I mean? You get exactly what you look for. And in the end, like, yeah, like the customers are cool. The customers are always great. In fact, I have a couple other customer stories that are dope, but the, uh, or a few other ones, but the thing is just like, when you look back on your experience, all you really in life, all you have are your memories. You know what I mean? That's all you really have. The money goes, the money comes. Um, but it's just, but it's the, but it's the memories that you have. It's just like, that's all you have left. The and life I want to have good ones. The life that you live. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, that is what I want that shit in my life. You know what I mean? And I had an amazing, and then, and that was my first aha moment. Um, and it carried me through, uh, through that, that summer with like, it was that summer was by far the easiest summer I had by far. Sounds like Ooh, a fun- it's uh, doing a little glitchy thing. Yeah. No, you're fine. Oh uh, no, it was a great summer. Absolutely. So is yeah, it was a great summer. Is it, do you think, do you think it's on my end or do you think it's your end, by the way? The... What, what I typically noticed is especially, are you on your phone right now? I'm on my tablet. Gotcha. Yeah. So number one, I'm at an Airbnb where there's a bunch of other people probably with devices sure. to the Wi-Fi yeah. might be affecting it. Um, number two, I've noticed that at least on phones, um, like the microphone turns off when you're, um, when sound is coming out. Um, but also vice versa. Um, like when I'm talking through and you're, you're talking like it, it just zoom, zoom is a little, um, just sensitive, sensitive. Yeah. Like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, very, I, I'm easily excitable. So that's why, uh, so there's a little <laughs> bit of that. That's my bad. Hey, it's, it's, it's exactly what, why we chose to have you on, man. So these, these yeah. stories are awesome. That was that fourth summer. Tell that was the fourth summer. Fifth summer. Fifth summer was in uh, south of Dallas, Texas. So my, this is my third Texas story. So south of Dallas, Texas, in a town called Ennis. I loved Ennis, Texas. They have this. Uh, anyone passes through there for whatever odd reason, they have the best taco spot, breakfast burrito spot called Taco Gomez. I want to go back there. Uh, I, I heard rumblings. I'm not totally sure, but I heard rumblings of uh, TD folks selling in East Texas. I'm going to make my way there through hell or high water, and I'm going to Taco Gomez, and I want to buy a T-shirt from them because. I love that spot. Anyway, that summer uh, was an amazing summer. It was the first time I kind of like led an org. Um, Christian DeBay was really holding the holding the reins on that. But I worked with him. We ended up kind of like uh, running the other group too because it was like a couple other like first timer OL folks. And, you know, it's like we ended up merging it and then we just had a whole lot of fun. And um, me and Christian were just like running the show. We loved it. I could, man, there's so many things I could tell you about how much fun we had just like with our group. But like, I don't want like we just we we could stay on for another hour talking about that alone. Yeah, but we're not going to do that. Um, but I will say that those were some of my favorite uh, follow day stories came from that summer. Um, I'm going to share one my for this story that I'm telling you is from one of those follow day stories, and then my seventh summer story when I was in Arizona is the other follow day story that I'll share. 
So fall day this time around. Um, I, I was having a great summer too, by the way. This time around, still amazing summer. Um, this fall day specifically happened, and there's a couple other ones that I wish I could talk about more, but I'm going to hold off on that. It was a specific it was a specific day that Austin Heron was following me. Austin Heron, he, uh, yeah, he he's probably my, there's three candidates for my favorite follow, follow folks. He takes the cake as number one because of this story. Okay. And um, I'm going to save you guys to the punchline and the family. So the family does not buy. <laughs> Let's put it like that. This is one of those. But it was like a weird, it was just a weird situation. Me and him are walking down the street, you know, um, and <laughs> with a book in our hand. No, me and him are walking down the street. And, you know, and it's kind of like, like, where are we knocked next? And his dad is sitting outside dressed up as Mario, like Mexican Mario, legit mustache, red hat, red shirt, jeans, the whole thing, looking like a plumber, playing the accordion, playing the accordion outside. What? Yeah, it was, it was like, like, I'm like, I'm like, this guy literally was like, I, I didn't know if he was like imaginary, you know what I mean? Like, he did like, like God descended him just so we could talk to him kind of thing. Uh, anyway, so we're like, obviously there, like we're also going to go. And so, and we, you know, in lieu of an approach, I asked him to perform us a song. And so he does like, a, he does like, he's not that good, by the way. <laughs> Let me put it like that. So he's trying. And he, uh, and so we would do like a little like awkward clap, whatever. He lets us into the house and the, the, the entire presentations in Spanish, which I've learned to do book field Spanish fairly well. Uh, for those of you who don't know how to speak Spanish, who have, who are forced to speak Spanish because that that's the only choice you had on the book field. I will say this. If you can sell a platinum set in Spanish, I would consider that as working proficiency on your resume. Yes. That, that's like, I think that's, okay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You got a platinum set, right? Yeah. Platinum set. Yeah. That's, that's put that on your resume type shit. <laughs> or at least, or at least or, no, I imagine it more so like you have like language is spoken, working proficiency Spanish. Like, well, tell me about that. I'm like, huh, let me tell you about my job. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like a story to tell there. Anyway. So, so I'm doing the presentation in Spanish. Joel, uh, Joel uh, Austin doesn't understand. His first name is actually Joel, but Austin's his middle name. He goes by that. Austin is just like watching me, observing, having no idea what's going on. Uh, I'm trying to get the kids involved basically the entire time. The daughters, it's two twin daughters that are juniors, extremely introverted. And I mean this, extremely introverted. Uh, the dad's like throughout the presentations, like, oh, muy timido, like, no, like, you know, like it's not happening, whatever. And so I'm like, I get to the point where it's like the buying atmosphere. And I'm like, and he says no again, like the daughters aren't just, they're not like, he'd love to, but they're just not going to do it. So at some point, so I look at Austin, I'm like, fuck it, we're going to find them. So me, the dad, the mom and him go looking all over the house to go find these girls. They weren't in the room. They weren't in like the other room. They weren't in the kitchen. We go outside to the backyard and you know, like this, the, where the alley side of the house is where like, yeah. there's like, you know, where there's like the water heater there hiding back there. They were hiding from us back there. And so I'm like, like get your ass in the house. Like, like, let me show you this. Let me show you these books. Like, I was like, I was irritated. You know what I mean? I'm like, are you guys literally hiding from me? Like, in uh, the funniest way possible, by the way, it was like with no, with, like, with a smile on my face. It was just like one of those, like to that level. Um, they did something they do. Like there's a, there's an awkward introverted shy person move. I call the awkward four is when you hold your hand, your arm in your hand like this. And it does the shape of a four. You know what I mean? They were doing this the whole time, like the awkward. Yeah, 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 see how it looks like a four. I yeah. call that the awkward four. <laughs> so they were doing that. They're doing that whole thing, like the. <laughs> and so I was, and so I like I I agree. You know, it's like I mash my way through the buying atmosphere. The I don't do reintro. And I get to the demo, and it's hard because they're not communicating, right? 
Oh, meanwhile, by the way, the mom made homemade ice cream and she feeds me an Austin homemade ice cream as I'm doing this. So that was a big plus. Wow. And, and then, and then, and I remember, and so I get to the part where we finally get to the part where I'm like asking the choice of two positives. Like, what'd you like about the books? Was it the, uh, was it like because of this or because of that? And they do nothing. They look at each other. They do just like <laughs> smile, laugh kind of thing. Parents are clueless because I'm speaking in English. And so I look at Austin and we both knew exactly what we were going to do. We knew that they weren't going to buy books. We knew that that wasn't going to happen. So we're just going to have a little bit of fun. And me and Austin for like what felt like an actual eternity, probably closer to like five minutes, we're playing like the silent game with each other, just kind of like looking at each other, just like giving each other eyes and just like chuckling a little bit, but only to each other, ignoring them. And they were just like, they were so confused about what was happening. And like the daughters were being super awkward. We were just eating our ice cream, just like doing whatever I broke. Uh, so it was a game of chicken of silence that I eventually lost. <laughs> and then, and then I was just like, and I, and I just basically left at that point, but it was just so funny because it was such an awkward situation and it, was, it started in such a weird way. It was just hilarious. Oh, and that was the house I, we went to after I broke chairman's the first and, or no, my, I broke uh, 700 units for the first time. That's a satisfying barrier to break. Yeah. But, but, and that happened to the house previous. Does that make sense? Like that wasn't, I remember this family didn't buy books. So I, so I broke at the house before. And then I was like, dude, let's roll. And it's this house. It's the house, it's the house after that. And it was just, you know, it's just like, you're just like, what the hell? Like, like, what did we just like walk out of? Oh man, that was a, that was a really fun summer. That was a really, really fun summer. So that was my seventh, that was my, uh, sorry, my fifth summer. Yeah. So if I'm remembering right, we had West Virginia, North Carolina, Texas, Texas, Texas. That's correct. Um, how about that six summer? Six summer was my first time, uh, oh, uh, first time like OLOLing with Andrew Rennick. If you ever met him, he was a he he was a second year. Me and him were full time recruiters together. We moved down to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and our group sold in Maryland, uh, Delaware, and we eventually had a group in Virginia because my org sort of semi imploded, and we lived with uh, and we and I worked with Jacob Green, also an incredible OL to work with. Love yep. Jacob. Yeah. Can't, we had an amazing time working together. Mm -hmm. Our groups did not do the best that year. Uh, we, had, we had we had a few people that did really well, and uh, and our managers grew, but it was not. But we both like shared the like the. It was it, I I didn't actually on it. If you want to know the truth, that time that year, Owelling was my first time really Owelling. I was like just I I don't know. I I hated Owelling. I was like, how the fuck do people find this fun? And then um, now I'm going to change. I'm going to tell you how I changed my mindset the following year. We'll get there, but just know that like for, for, for those who are listening, who are going to be OLs, I'm not saying your first year, your first time doing it is going to be a shit show like it was for me, but it might be. And if it is, it's just like selling books your first summer. When you do it again, things start clicking and things start making sense. It's just like full-timing. You have to go through like that, like learning the hard way. And then you get like the fun way. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a life thing. I would highly recommend everyone ol more than one year do not let your first year be the year that decides whether i'm going to stay in southwestern it is the greatest experience i've ever had in southwestern by far by a long shot and i'm doing some pretty awesome stuff now but it was being an ol was the greatest experience of my life mm. oh one of them i'd say honestly it was just and it's because of my summer in arizona to be honest so we'll, we'll talk about that in a second yeah also yeah so we'll get there anywho What's the story that I wanted to share from that summer? Oh yeah, it was. Um, so I remember, like, when I was selling in Maryland, I had, like a, I had like a decent like start, and then uh, because I ran out of turf, 
I moved into Delaware, uh, which is great. Delaware is cool because first of all, there's only three counties in Delaware yeah. and you don't need like, you, need, you don't need permits. So instead uh, you just have to file for a business license, which is like 50 bucks. And then you can have a million people under you. And so that was the beginning of the name for our organization, which was Ben's Books Corporation. I said, <laughs> I wish, I wish I brought this. I wish I brought this, but I, I have a, I have a, in my office, I have a, um, one of the, one of the tags that you have to wear, but we just put them on our backpacks was like this blue. I am a door-to-door salesman sign. Literally. That's like basically what it said. Door-to-door solicitor sign with like your permit name and all that. Um, and it, and it's like on there, it says like Ben's books corporation. It's just the funniest thing. Anyway. All right. Uh, so I'll be honest. Sometimes you're in turf where you have good PR. In fact, great PR works in your favor. I had a situation where I had not so good PR and it worked against me. And this is, uh, and uh, after a little bit of misery and working through it, I, uh, I got moved to Virginia. And so, uh, and everything changed for me. And I, and, and three, three states, one summer, three states, one summer. And to be fair, if you, uh, for those who are, who are listening, look at a map. Uh, I sold in Eastern shore, Virginia, or no, 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 sorry. Eastern shore, Maryland. I sold in the uh, sort of like the, what they call the MOT, which is Middletown, Odessa, Townsend, Delaware. And then I basically skipped uh, under Delaware. There's a little bit of Maryland. And then below that is Virginia. So me and the, and the Bayou boys, which consisted of me, Addison Mossett, Darren Hogue, uh, a Chrome. Uh, he is a European student that got put in our group. That was hilarious. And uh, John, oh, no, um, John Hampton, we called him Hamp. And anyway, so from there, I would drive to, to my Virginia turf. And like, it was amazing. Names, referrals, PR was through the roof. Like I learned how to, how to like do referrals because of that. Everyone was related to each other. Everyone was awesome. Mm-hmm. Factory jobs, double wides, country double wides. As far as the eye can see, it was like, I was like, I am home. You know what I mean? It was yeah. one of those. My PR was so good. This is, the, this is like a little, the little story. My PR was so good that I remember at the end of the summer, I left in, in my infinite wisdom, perfectly in time for deliveries. I left my phone on the roof of my car as I was driving, it cracked. Using my iPad as my find my phone feature with the find my phone feature, thankfully it still worked. I was able, or my phone would still work. I was able to track down my phone, it was all cracked. I brought it to a Verizon and it was crazy. Like this is how good PR got for me. This is the story. I was talking to the guy and these two girls come in and there's like young moms types. And one whispers to the other, that's Ben the book man. And I was just like, I'm like, I'm like, yep. And he, and then the guy, the Verizon guy was like, oh yeah, I seen you on my buddy's Facebook page. Like you're like selling books and stuff, right? I'm like, yep. And anyway, so he couldn't fix my phone. I talked to them really quick, the, the, the moms that are waiting out there. Um, and the one that needed to get her phone fixed, she talks to the guy. The other mom's like, well, let me show you what, oh, show me what you got. So we go to the trunk of my car. And this by the way, during deliveries, just so you guys know, this isn't like during the book field times where I'm like, so I wasn't being like off schedule. I was like doing something to help me with my deliveries. This is just important to know. I was basically showcasing my books and stuff out of the trunk of my car. And uh, and like off of the freeway, because that's where the Verizon store was, this mom in a van pulls by and says like, hey, Mr. Bookman, and just peels out. Like all happy-go-lucky. I am like, I am the king of Accomack County. I am the king of, I could probably run for mayor there, honestly. And I could have probably maybe had a chance. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll give, I, I'm not going to go as far as saying I would have been, but like, I would have probably had a chance. That's really cool though. So that was 
in Virginia then at that point in the summer? I was in Accomack County, Virginia. Yeah. By the way, that and at, at that point in my turf, again, extremely blessed because I was on the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. My turf was on the Atlantic Ocean. So I had one bit of my, one bit of my turf covered the Potomac, one covered the uh, Gulf of Mexico, one covered the um, one covered the Atlantic Ocean. So you see what I'm saying? Like I was like, I'll, I'll, I hit those borders. Bodies of water. And then, uh, and then my seventh summer. Yeah. And the only, the, the only two borders I haven't touched is California is like, you know, the Pacific ocean and the Canadian border. If I had gone to those, if I could sell books there, I honestly would, if I could, I'm super sincere, I would absolutely do in a heartbeat just to say I did it, which brings us to our seventh summer where we sold in Arizona. Very, very interesting summer. Why? Because me and Victoria Olas, who was also on this podcast, she, uh, me and her ran the org together in Arizona. The way that Arizona is laid out is very unique in the sense where like, we had to split up our organization, girls with girls up North, guys with guys down South, because the Phoenix to, I'm sorry. Up North, like the Phoenix Metro North or. Yeah, above, above, above Phoenix. Yeah. So above Phoenix, because from Phoenix down to Tucson and that area in between is kind of like a death spot known as the Valley where heat, the heat is so high that you can't, it's just, it's just not, not doable. Where I'm at right now, I don't knock until after five because of that. Yeah. Now um, I ended up, by, by the way, um, you will survive if you do beforehand. I'm only saying this because I sold an Eloy to Arizona, which is the, the middle of like this death zone that they call. And I was fine. In fact, I hit a deer in my car and which broke my AC compressor. I didn't have AC for two weeks. That was pure hell. I thought I could make it the whole summer. I, I was like, you know what? I don't need it. Bad decision, bad decision. Anywho. Um, so I had, I had an insane amount of fun being at OL that summer, truthfully, because, and I, I don't want to sound bad for saying this and I'm, and I'm super, and I don't want to sound, hopefully this doesn't offend or sound bad. I was in charge of a group of guys. And that is absolutely different than being in, than having like a co-ed org. We got so weird and we were so free and we were, you know, to be ourselves and stuff like that. Like there was no one to impress. We just, we were just a bunch of goons. We, um, that org, uh, our, so we had an org name, the gunslingers. I don't know if, uh, Vic mentioned that, like that's the name of the org that summer. Yep. We, it was based on the old, uh, old gunslingers that was part of TV, but like that didn't exist anymore. So we just called it that because we we're in Arizona and cowboys and stuff, but me and the boys, we named our secret organization of, of just guys. We had our own. We were the big daddy boys. Each, <laughs> the big daddy boys. Okay. We had, we had a slogan for our name. In fact, I wish I brought the dog tag because I made everybody dog tags after the summer and I'll explain why. But our slogan was all studs, no duds. Wow. <laughs> now, on the way from sales school to Arizona, uh, I, before we left, I was like, look, we have to give each other call signs because we're going to use, you know, this is real deal stuff. We're going to, we're going to Arizona together. So everyone had their own call sign name. Uh, we had a first year, his name was Red Hawk. We had one blue nose. There was Aegon, there was Bean Dip, uh, Drake, the one who invented the name, uh, Big Daddy Boys. Uh, he was Stephanie. Uh, we had uh, Hammerhead, which was our, which is Aaron Helmling. And then I was Maverick. Of course, I'm, you know, it's a, yeah, there you go. We were the big daddy boys. And that's why I made uh, dog tags for us uh, when we went to the yeah. awards banquet. Because, like, you're not not going to do it. You know what I mean? No. Um, anyway, so my story was when I was selling in Nogales, Arizona. And by the way, that state was so weird. So weird. It was so goonish. It was my favorite. I, like, loved every single minute of it. I sold 
in, 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 in keeping in mind again, I'm from there, right? So I'm from Southern Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I sold in Southern Tucson for a minute. Um, I think one day, and I did this for only for my HQ where I took him to my family, my parents' house for dinner. There's like uh, after Sunday meeting, just like one time it was like, it was just really fun. Like, um, anyway, so, but I sold in places in Arizona that I did not believe existed. I didn't even like, I never would have known. Arivaca, Arizona is one of the spots deep in the heart of nowhere, 20 miles into, uh, look it up. Seriously. I, I found I'm doing right now is like, yeah, no, 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 please. Arivaca, Arizona. It's off of Arivaca road near off like the 85 or whatever it's called that goes to Nogales. Like deep in the heart of nowhere is this town. Yeah, you're just north of the border there. So just north of the border. That's why there's border patrol that's there. It was that's not where my story comes from, and I could talk about that town as its own story, but I'm not going to do it. Um, just as an example of how weird it got. So my but my first six weeks I sold in Nogales, and I was going to the end of my turf. Uh, what is it? Aaron Helmling was job shadowing me that day, and he, uh, well, actually the the ice cream truck story is a different story. Anyway, he was he that's I sold books to an ice cream truck to to people in an ice cream truck just because I wanted to. And it was really fun. Anyway, the uh, Aaron was following me. So he was on his way down. And while he was on his way down, I ended up, I, I, you know, this mom, she was super cool, lived with her parents, had a kid, bought the early learning library. I'm like, great way to start the day. Me and Aaron are going to have a great day. I pick up Aaron and every single house, basically throughout the entire day, just feeding me lines and excuses why they can't sit with me. It was just like one of those, like, it was like just a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? It's just one of those. And so at some point it was so ridiculous and it wasn't even like, I'm not interested. It was kind of like, like just, just like excuses. And you knew that like, they're just giving you lines, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I look at him, I look back at him and I'm like, you know what, dude, today's a weird day. It's just a weird day. I don't care what happens. It's a weird day. You know what I mean? We just throw our hands up. We're like, you know, what? we're just going to have fun. And so I'm like, you know what, before I leave, I want to do one thing and I want to sell to a mom who lives on the border. And we ended up finding a, ha- a mom who lives on the border. We took a photo selfie and you got the border of Mexico in the backdrop, literally 15, maybe 30 feet from our house. That was a, that was a bucket list type of thing. If I had a passport, I would have absolutely gone across the border and uh, sold to Mexico just to say I did, <laughs> but, but I didn't. And so it was like that where the entire day we had only four sit downs that whole day, but this house that we caught by uh, this mom, super busy mom told us to come back within the specific time frame. I missed the window, came back just afterwards, uh, and they ended up buying the Platinum Collection, making it like a 120-unit day with four sit-downs and three customers. What a crazy weird day, man. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, dude, and that was like my, wait, this is why you don't give up on a day. <laughs> like, this is the reason why. It's exactly what he needed to see. And we had so infinite amounts of fun. Like, it was an early learning library with a, with a, with a website. We had a MySet and then this Platinum I sent my stats off to Aaron. She's like, Ben, like, like, she had like no words. It's like through text, she had no words. It was just one of those things. So that was a great summer. That was my seventh summer in Arizona. Yeah. And those sunsets must have been absolutely gorgeous, man. Man, it was worth it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved, honestly, I loved driving at night because we lived, the last half of my summer also happened to be where I had amazing host dads, by the way. I'm very, very blessed to have amazing host families in my time too. But this specific one, uh, was a very close family friend of ours. His name is Phil because, you know, I'm from Arizona. So we made that connection and I moved in like halfway through the summer, but he, he is just kind of like a wacky dude, ex-Marine wacky dude lives out in the desert. Um, and he's just a badass. And he's also like the most, like would give you the shirt off his back, that kind of guy, like just an amazing human being. 
he built an auto body garage, like a full body auto body garage in his backyard. In my dad in that, just because I know, yeah, we so car issues were like clutch for that. Um, but he also built within that an apartment for his marine son to live in when he when he came home from like marine stuff, and that's where we lived. It was just dope. We had a really fun time. We called that we called that HQ the meat shop because because first of all he raised pigs that he would eat, but also because every Sunday we would grill. Uh, so just for for us in the HQ, it was really fun. So we were the meat shop. Big Daddy Boys with the meat shop. Yeah, exactly. It was like one of that. And that was the summer. I had so much fun. We had such an amazing summer. And Vic did an amazing job with the girls up north. We, um, yeah, we, we, uh, that's the year that me and her got a well of the year. We just had a lot of fun. That's how you do it. Aaron, Aaron and Matt were going to give it to us anyway, but I go into their office and I'm like, we deserve it for this reason, like this, this, and that. And she's like, okay, like you already won. It's like, chill the fuck out. (laughs) But, but it was, but you know, but, but I felt it. It was like, so there. So that was my seventh summer. And then my last summer, my eighth summer, was in Indiana. Mm. Indiana. Indiana is amazing turf, too, by the way. Especially pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is during pandemic times. This is during pandemic times. Indiana was amazing turf because, um, first of all, it's just, uh, sorry, all turf is amazing turf. This is the reason why I particularly enjoyed Indiana. Let's put it like that, just to be politically correct. Here's the reason why. Because it's basically all small towns. That's all it is. It's country and small towns, just everywhere, just except for Fort Wayne and Indianapolis mm-hmm. and maybe Bloomington, but maybe everywhere it's just small towns Yeah. until you get closer to, you know, um, yeah. Chicago. And then that's, what, yeah. But uh, I am um, the last bit of my summer. I sold in Goshen, Indiana. Fun fact about Goshen. That's the, like the world's largest manufacturers. All the manufacturers of RVs are in Goshen. Mm-hmm. So but the story isn't about Goshen. The story is about another fall day that happened uh, when, oh yeah, it's, I'm sorry. It's another, it's a, my, my I, I lied. My third, not, I lied. I thought there was only two fall day stories. This is my, my last one. It was a really good one. Um, it was my first ever time. Cause there's a bunch of Amish folks there. I've never sold to Amish people. And I was like, screw it. I want to try Amish people. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? There's some family Amish libraries. I didn't, I didn't because they, cause every Amish family in that area, like they had them right one of those things so but i've never sold there before either that was like travis's gig uh, as well so i didn't want to like step on his toes but um i was like screw it like i want to like i've never done it before we're we're here let's do it anthony gorgie is following me this day Mm -hmm. anthony uh gorgie's following me this day and for y'all that know um well actually i'll explain this as part of the context for the story later but anyway we 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 sit down with this amish family well first of all like the first one they they're they're just a different breed of people by the way like they don't show emotion either. So this is like one of those things that I learned. I was like, interesting. I can't do jokes. But the, so the second house that we talked to, um, Amish family, it was the Schwartzes. They, uh, we sit in their backyard. Uh, dad sits down with us. Dad, by the way, kind of a smart ass throwing some jokes. I'm like, okay, okay. Like dad's got jokes. Mom's like the one that handles business. You know, they had the, uh, they had the Bible library. They had some of the other ones. They ended up getting, um, what did they get? They got the topic source book for me. That was really cool. And then they got the, uh, they got like, they got biblical world. And I think they got half of the Aspies. Um, And by the way, they always painful because that's just how they roll. They always painful. So I'm like, that's dope. And I remember somewhere in this presentation early on and all, all they're like 19 kids, by the way, they're they're just like sitting down with us. It was really, really cool. And I mean, this, I slightly exaggerate, but they had like at least eight anyway. Yeah. So they're all, we're all sitting down outside, having a lot of fun. Uh, Dad's being a smart ass. We, me and Anthony almost bought the hat off his head. Cause it was really cool. It looked kind of like a Pharrell hat, 
but like with but made of straw you know yeah. what i mean we almost bought off his head he um anyway so somewhere in the conversation early i talk about how i see all these amish folks with buggies and i've always wanted to go on one yeah and so now so uh, so this is early on in the presentation completely forget about it we're doing our thing one of the kids kind of like dips out and we're like all right like no significance he comes back at the end of our presentation whips around the corner with this little buggy with a little pony and me and Anthony, by the way, me and Anthony are kind of like a Robin Big type of situation because he's a bigger dude. Me and him are like are like th- are like five year olds on snow day. You know what I mean? We're just like going crazy, like let's go, just like all like going hype, going super crazy. Family's probably thinking just like these guys are idiots, and we were absolute buffoons. We hop on this thing. I actually have to sit on his lap because it's so small, and we were just like this kid was just like mobbing down the country, just like yeah, like the whole way. We're just like. <laughs> like the whole time you know what i mean yeah. like there's like SEVs and shit just like passing us they're looking at us like out of townies you know what i mean <laughs> just yeah. like giving us that look and but we had like this amazing time and that was like oh my god that was so much fun that was so much fun i was like I, and i and i and after we sat down i we as we were leaving i sat down with them in the car and i said that will never happen again <laughs> because i knew for a fact that like there was no way we're going to, we're going to top a situation with Amish family that could get even better than that. Right. And I mean that, and that's just being sincere. Like it was, and I was, and I'm totally right. Like, I think that's just the way, like, that was a very freak occurrence. And it happened to be the second Amish family that I've ever run into that's on the book field. Yeah. Oh man. So, and then that ended up being my best summer, uh, my best summer um, in books and in, uh, sorry, in units and stuff. And, but it's not about the units, but like the units kind of like a reflection, you know, how it goes. Yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. Well, that's cool. So, so, so would you say that that Indiana was your favorite state to sell in or was it Arizona? Maybe it's Arizona. I, I loved, I loved, I loved, I loved Texas so much. Indiana's third favorite. Easy. I, it's just so hard, dude. I mean, honestly, no, I, I can't think about Virginia. Like, dude, it's hard. It really is. I loved, but I loved Arizona because of how weird it was. Mm. And I wish you were there. Like, I wish I could just like, I am just, here. I'm in Arizona. Well, I, well, fair enough. Oh, yeah, no, that's fair. Man, I, well, I wish I could take you. I wish I could take you to the taco truck that's like under the overpass where they have like the best burritos that I would get every Friday night or every Saturday night. I wish I could. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like one of those where I wish I could like reverse osmosis the thoughts I had because I wish I can't even my words don't even explain it that well. Yeah, man, you're, you're just like, I have I'm so sure. much I want to share. And it's, I know it's hard. And that's like, and that's like some of the stories. That's like not even all of them. That's like, I you understand how hard it is to pick out eight best stories, like one best story from every summer. I'm like, like earlier, I spent like 30 minutes, like uh, a week ago. I was actually after we discussed this, I was like, I like, I was like going through my archive of like brain knowledge, trying. I'm like, I'm like, like boop, 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 boop. Okay, cool. Okay, like I got this. And it's hard though because it's like so much happens, you know. Yeah, man. And I, I love that you you think this way because straight up, bro. Um, that was one of my biggest like not just wise, but like yeah. one of those things that just kept me going through, you know, the, the lulls in the summertime mm-hmm. selling books is like, I'm just going to go find a crazy story. You know, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of why it attracts a certain kind of person is yes. people who do go knock on doors and endure the, the, the suck to like yeah. make it through that is because it's just like, there's nothing like it. There's stories. It's- it, it's the most human the, i saw this as like the most human experience that you can have mm-hmm. it's like if you want to know like this is quite literally i think what you would define as a superhuman experience like quite literally you yeah. know what i mean i um oh, man I, I'll, I'll never forget it like honestly i 
I just, I enjoyed. And then that, that last summer, by the way, funny about Aaron. Uh, I, I OL'd with Tim, her husband. Ah, wow. So I, was like, I was like, we made it like a family business, you know? Nice. Um, and, but yeah, no, it was just an amazing summer. Um, just all around, all around just great time. And, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like, I, I did, I did, I had that moment where I knew it was my time though. And if I had not had the conversation I had with Aaron, that was, that was, I'll tell you what. So like Matt's role in my career was the reason why I grew. Aaron's very specific conversation with me, uh, probably about like eighth week, ninth week of this past summer was the reason why I finished my entire career the way I did. Yeah. So I'll think, so like, so like, I just hope when she, if, if, and when she listens to this, she knows that like there's credit where credit's due for sure. Yeah. Um, outside of like her being extremely patient, but anyway. Right. Well, hey, um, uh, do you have any other like finishing thoughts to share? It's been a really like story packed episode. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, okay. Um, mom, 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 mom. If, I guess it's not, kind of like, no pressure, but no, 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 no. I don't, I don't mean, no. Um, I'd say just like, uh, okay. I think oftentimes people take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Having fun in this job is the purest. Oh, okay. Actually, no, I have another way of saying what I'm about to say. It's, it's my thoughts on what the two most important things of Southwestern are. Mm -hmm. This, everyone's going to have a different answer for this too, by the way, this is very subjective. But if you were to ask me, Ben, what are the two things that I can take away from my time in Southwestern? The first is learning how to com compartmentalize your emotions, mm. meaning that like you don't take your emotions from one situation to the next. You know, you know, that's like, like it's reset, right? flipping the goal card. Yeah, exactly that. And then my second one is learn how to have fun in any situation, because having fun is not necessarily being like, <laughs> you know, having it can be, but it's not that having fun is the most is the purest, in my opinion, it's the purest, simplest, but also the most important way to learn how to problem solve. I love that because um, when I was having my second summer, I was living, I just know you're Jewish, Ben, but my Jewish roommate, um, Jordan Greenberg, he, uh, he, yeah. he, he taught me how to have fun more than any other person in my life. And I yeah. love, you know, I'll just throw, you know, love onto your people like Elise Miller. I mean, Shane Blick, he's Jewish and, um, he, he's not he's like something there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He, he's not as like, super over the top fun but like well, no well to be not to be totally fair i'm not really just you know like i'm not really like devout or anything like that like i believe in god i just right, right, right. I, in knowing actually actually knowing how shane his philosophy just like from like rumblings that i heard i never actually had a conversation about this i actually adhered to more like his philosophy versus like right. the strict religious philosophy but yeah so by, just to by, be totally fair, but yeah. by inheritance right um, mm -hmm. by, by ethnicity because uh, yeah, yeah by, exactly but I, I definitely culturally identified myself but anyway yeah. that's not the story go ahead Sorry. like Jordan Jordan he would always say he's Jewish right but yeah, uh, Jewish yeah exactly um, he, yeah. he like the story that your people has had is like you know slavery in Egypt and then you kind of like struggle to find a, you know a spot in Israel and then like the 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 land that you're ethnic group resides mm -hmm. in, like to this day is like under fire and just like just constant persecution the holocaust yeah. it's some heavy shit how do yeah. you get through that well you got to have some some levity some some lightness some humor and that's what i love about all my jewish friends man they just bring a smile to my face my face and we always have fun and this has been a yeah. real fun episode ben and yeah man um, you know, we're always welcome to having people come back on the podcast. Maybe you and Vic yeah. 
an episode together um and yeah. you know share stories from that arizona summer um plenty other options you know in terms of people you you might bring onto the the episode yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'll, I'll sign off here by by talking about the upcoming episodes. And yeah, sure, go ahead, please. Yeah, uh, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, again, thank you, Ben, for for gracing us on this podcast. Good times, great times. Mm-hmm. Um, this upcoming Sunday, the twenty fifth, we've got Chris Q in the house, uh, nice. young brother of Brandon, who is also on the podcast early on. Um, next Thursday, we're going to be graced by um, this dude who's just like kind of like catching a lot of attention on social media lately. Um, Brian Talebi, I hope I'm saying that. Mm. Um, he was like hanging out with Richard Branson like a few weeks ago. Yeah, and Dan Bazzari or whatever. Yeah, Bazzari, yeah. yeah. And and so I like reached out to him like, hey, man, like this is crazy. How, how'd that get set up? And so we eventually, you know, started talking about how he's seen seen the podcast. He'll, he'll be on to share, you know, his stories and what he's up to in life. And um, after that, we've got um, Patrick Tullius um who's living over there in el paso great soul i got to hang out with him on a, on my way over here to arizona and got to meet him and his adorable he's a great guy amazing soul yeah. um and then we've got some other stuff in the works with um eric woodward um asu grad here in in the phoenix area i'm gonna try and see if i can do that episode in person on sunday the ninth. um and then after that we've got maddie gregor of the eagle blitz oh, cool um so yeah, yeah some some cool people in the pipeline yeah. it's it's been a real fun uh journey myself and andres and everyone that we've had on is just a blessing and an exciting thing um mm-hmm. this is where i'm gonna you know plug here to everybody listening um if you are a really cool alum and you got something that maybe you want us to sponsor and give a shout out to you know what you got going on you know please consider sponsoring our podcast um, we're, we're going to continue to upgrade certain things. Like I need to get myself a microphone so that I can make sure I'm always being heard. That's what Andres has himself, you know, yeah. and, uh, there's small, small little things to just make our podcast better. Um, we'd love it for anyone who can and is willing to, um, donate whether on the Patreon, uh, landing page that we have, where you can do a monthly recurring donation, however small, however large you're, you're willing and able, um, cause we, what we really want to bring, you know, just to, to remind people, like there's some really cool, um, stories and, you know, insights into the human experience, of course, that we get. And of course, just like there, uh, like Yvette the other day, she shared a lot of wisdom, Omar, um, they, they shared like lessons and Matt Atchison, you know, some really wise people. Um, you know, I would say the perfect mix between wise, but really just hilarious is Dave Rosen. He's going to be on our podcast on August 12th. We're going to be promoting that all summer long. But uh, Dave Rosen, one of the original record setters from, I think, the late 80s, early 90s. Um, the golden years. Oh, yeah. Real, real fun Jewish guy. <laughs> hey, Jews in Southwestern, you know what? Good yeah. crop. There's not one. Michelle Miller, Elise Miller, Shane Blick, me. Actually, uh, uh, a good amount of first years that were, you know, like yeah. – I'm just saying Jacob Levine. I'm just saying there's something to it. Hey, Gold, chosen people, you know? And it's funny because they always sell a ton of family Bible libraries without even trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, the, I always, it's funny. My group, I was always like, I, consider, I, I, I made it a point, like a mission to yeah. bend the Jewish Bible salesman. You know what I mean? Like that was my, that was my, uh, my self-given nickname, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's real. 
That's so fun. Well, again, this this has been a fun episode, Ben. Yeah. Thanks so much for gracing us with your time, for reaching out and requesting a chance to to get on the podcast. Um, you know, I, I'd love to chat with you about your current role, um, helping yeah. kind of change the the trajectory of how Southwestern's going with lead generation and you know getting um, prospects available for for kids to sell. Is that where the lead gen is, or is that more for kids to recruit mm-hmm. in the recruiting cycle? It's just to tease a little yeah bit. it's it's well we're talking about like there's online app yeah there's other online applicants and that so there's like two kinds of lead there's uh there's online applicants that come into to to recruit and basically just helping kids really just be in charge of their own recruiting business and where they have like people in the pipeline i'm like working on that and then uh there's a pro and then there's a service that we that we're selling and we beta tested last year i was part of that year in terms of selling it it was the lead program, which is a leadership development program, basically taking the 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 actual literal uh, mission statement of Southwestern and turning it into a service to sell to families. So that's something that I'm helping develop now. Well, that's awesome, Ben. You know, yeah. blessings to you, man. Wishing you all the best. Yeah. Thanks for your time. And yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me here. We'll be in touch, man. Have a great night, and we're signing out. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Peace. <laughs>